Welcome to OmniNet Insider, where we dive into the response team Omnicron characters a few questions at a time. I'm Anna, though you may know me as Olivia, and I am joined tonight with one of my best friends in TTRPGs, oh. Paul, who you may know as Winston. How are I you, I am Paul? good. Well, thank you for the, the best friend moniker, but you know, as we know, it's, it's BFFs. We're best friends forever and ever and ever. Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's been an interesting week, and it sounds like it's going to be a fun interview. I think so. I always very much enjoy when we sit down mm-hmm. to talk. I think the secret that people don't know about this interview, it's the double episode of interviews. Yes, it's the secret sibling mm-hmm. episode. Congratulations, you've unlocked mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive into it. So Winston has come quite a ways from the beginning of our mission in RTO. I sort of started off as almost a caricature of the shallow celebrity, mm-hmm. uh, but we've seen layer after layer get peeled back from him. What has this mission and becoming a Lancer meant to Winston? Um. So when it comes to Winston, it lets him show that he's more than just a cultivated personality on screen. Uh, Winston as a character when he was designed, because you were there for part of that, we're going to pull back another layer in the curtain. Anna and I built our characters together and had conversations before this. I know it's cray cray. Um, But Anna was there for this, but most of the people clearly other people were not. Winston was designed to have lots of layers and to be reveals bit by bit, piece by piece, to show more than just a super shallow celebrity who wanted to kind of make something of himself. And he's slowly doing that. He's slowly getting to show his value other than just somebody who says things and endorses products. Is there more Is there more exacting things you're looking for? Like, cause I don't want to give away all the stuff. There's still more layers and more things to be peeled back. And there's more stuff up the pipeline about that. So I don't want to reveal all his terrible, tortured, secret trauma, trauma parts. Because as we know, to be on response team Omicron, you have to have trauma. It was on the docket. Yep, it was it was a requirement when we were signing up with the <laughs> recruiter. It was a little box we had to check. Like, do you have severe trauma? <laughs> yes. Okay. Welcome mm-hmm. aboard. Uh, no, we don't want you to. We don't want you to spoil anything yet. Uh, we are. We do record well ahead of uh, the release schedule, so we do know some other secrets that we will not reveal yet. But no, that's that's what I was asking about. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Winston's the only one that's had some development because I feel Olivia has also developed from being like the person that never wanted to really be in front of the camera to somebody who's like arguably the heart of the team, unless you disagree. I don't disagree. Now, Olivia has come a long ways. We saw her very much, her kind of workaholic self uh, at the beginning. Very matter of fact, uh, focused in on what Winston needed, what the team needed. And we've seen that kind of fall away a bit, uh, especially recently. But yeah, she didn't want to be on camera. She always wanted to be behind the scenes and always working because she was avoiding her trauma. The uh, the box that she checked, uh, she had a lot of grief that she never dealt with because she threw herself into her work to hide from it and has been hiding from it for 10 years. She's made half-hearted efforts to get past it in the past, but it's just now we're starting to see her on a real healing arc. I think this is true. I think I think one thing that definitely intersects with that with Winston is not only was she a workaholic, but she was also kind of Winston's caretaker for the past 10 years as well. So that was something else that came up while prepping uh, for this episode is a few fans have asked about the history between Olivia and Winston. Uh, we've heard snippets of it from both of them on separate occasions kind of vague references about Olivia's involvement with Winston's sister, 
uh, the two of them working together on Winston's streaming career, even seeing a few pictures of the two families together in Olivia's cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you frame their history since you since you brought it up for us? Oh, yeah. So I would frame their history as you could make the legitimate argument that Olivia is a mixture of Winston's surrogates, like very clearly surrogate sister. He very much sees her as a sister, but she's also kind of a surrogate savior. And I'm sure we'll get deeper into this and we're not going to reveal the whole history right now, but Winston was taken out of a situation where he was being manipulated and arguably abused. So Olivia became his caretaker for a point in time. And one of the things about Winston's evolution throughout the show is he has become slightly less dependent on Olivia to take care of him, which has opened up doors for both of them to a degree. It is no longer a negatively codependent relationship, I would say. Yeah, it was very much one of protection to begin Mm -hmm. of Olivia kind of pulling Winston out of that situation and trying to keep him safe. Um, But she cared about him uh, and in memory of uh, his sister, her fiance, as we have learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've spent a lot of time together uh, since then doing various things that we've uh, that we've referenced, like the underwater shoot that we Yep. Made up on the spot. Like everything we reference about the jobs they've done in the past have all been made up on the spot and they're always wonderful. They're always very over the top because I feel that is part of both of those characters is kind of an over the top um, life. They have that. It is very not the celebrity life of somebody who's a serious actor. It's it's a couple of ridiculous stunts away from Johnny Knoxville to a degree, I feel. I do one of these days want to dive into this underwater shoot and just figure out what happened. <laughs> Why did Olivia hate it so much? Like what what could have possibly have happened? What what were we doing? Were we were we sponsoring a product? What what do you see this as? If I was to describe the underwater shoot, I'm fairly sure it was some sort of ridiculous either product or like product or the equivalency of Space Shark Week. Or like he's hosting shows about, you know, animals on a planet. And we constantly had to go on all these other, like, we constantly had to go spots on this planet, aquatic planet, to look at the wildlife that was never in any real danger, but clearly the sim, clearly like the, the, the right next to danger situation. And I'm sure that would drive Olivia up a wall. Just the concept of, it's not real danger, but we're going to play it up like it's danger. And there is a small attitude of danger. Like, if Winston does put his hand in there, they're going to bite it off. Yeah, so always being watchful to make sure nothing happens like that. But she also hates swimming, so just having to do that. And I love the idea of Space Shark Week, because as we've learned from Balthazar in-game, um, everything in the future just has space <laughs> tacked in front of it. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the classic Balthazarism, like, like, space this, space that. Space popcorn. Mm-hmm. Space corn. That is actually one of my favorite episodes, having re-listened to it semi-recently, is the movie night one. It was such a good one. And we haven't recorded one of these since we've done that episode. That was a lot of fun. Everything in there is made up. Mm-hmm. All of the actors, all of the movies, we made that all up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much fun doing that, coming up with fake uh, film criticisms. Mm-hmm. The fake filmography. The fact that there's now like a canon Silver Castle movie that is so sticking its nose in all the things now. Running, running gag throughout the rest of the show, I feel. Absolutely. And we all, don't worry, everyone listening, we all desperately want there to be a, a moving post, a movie poster uh, for the movie. And we are looking at seeing if we can develop that as an mm-hmm. in-universe uh, prop. Mm-hmm. 
now we just have to convince Finn to run a story where uh, I can get recast in a, re in a Silver Castle remake. That's all we really need to do. Oh, that would be amazing. Maybe that's what we do after Hersinia's. We end up mm -hmm. on a movie set temporarily. <laughs> yes. All about that. All about that silliness. So, as as this is as we as we pointed out, this is like a dual interview. Anna's probably going to asking me some questions, but I'm of course going to be asking Anna some questions. Um, and so I have had a question that I have pondered about when it comes to Olivia. Oh, no. That I did not ask you at any point in time. And I know I'm building this up, which is probably not helping at all. <laughs> but what is the thing you see with Olivia that has her, I don't want to say greatest accomplishment, but the thing that she cherished, the things she's accomplished that she cherishes the most, given the changes she's had the course of the show? You mean recently or just in her life? You can do both. You can say overall life and, and recently. Both are acceptable answers. That is a good question. Yeah. Um, I think she really does see Winston's success as a big accomplishment. Not that she's taking credit for it, but that she's just so happy to be a part of it, especially from where the two of them came from and kind of the tragedy that this all came out of, that 10 years later, it's such a success. Um, and she's been part of that and just able to, she sees Winston as a brother as well. Um, so being able to spend that time together and build something with him um, as they've done, that's definitely, I think, what she probably sees as her biggest accomplishment. Uh, recently, trying to think of what has happened up to the point that we've released so far. I think we just released the dive into Roxy, so everything yeah. before that. I think she's, she's really growing into her role on the team as a kind of pseudo leader um she does have leadership uh talent uh so she is often giving leadership advice and tactics on the field but off the battlefield as well she is she's kind of become the heart of the team and as annoying as she finds some of the members <laughs> uh i think that uh she cares pretty deeply for this team and it it's something else that she is helping to build. It's not something that uh, rests solely on her shoulders, mm -hmm. um, but it is something that she's part of and something that she's helping to build and they're helping this colony. Legit. Yeah, no, I, I do feel the relationship when it comes to them, there is a lot of, if one of them wins, they both win. They kind of have that feeling to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the beauty of, uh, I love making shared backstories in TTRPGs. I try to do it whenever I can, um, mm -hmm. especially when I'm playing with wonderful friends. Well, I try. And I think the just Winston and Olivia together as a character, as characters, they work so well. Mm -hmm. I've heard that from a number of people who have uh, reached out to us that they find uh, the relationship between them compelling, um, especially. Excellent after the uh the night siege of evergreen mm -hmm. uh the the episode where you almost broke me while we were recording mm -hmm. with the uh but are you proud of me line mm -hmm. yeah. i was almost in tears when you asked me that i i, I aimed please i try to give people some heartfelt stuff especially when it's unexpected but yeah no it's that's good to hear I am happy. i'm happy that people are seeing their relationship flourish and not shipping them together anymore 
that's yeah that was awkward at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) before we actually revealed anything we heard from a number of people listening uh that they were shipping winston and olivia together uh and that was we were looking back i can see how people got that impression before they realized (laughs) that we were uh siblings but yeah we were playing a love story but not a romantic one yes exactly and i've i've been told recently as well uh that people originally didn't like winston uh Mm -hmm. because not because he was a bad character but because of the kind of uh the cliche that he was presented as Mm -hmm. at the very beginning um but have really very much grown into liking him because you've done such a great job of peeling those layers off that was kind of intentional i'm not gonna lie i wanted him to come off obnoxious at the very beginning of the show Um, I wanted him to come off as not necessarily a caricature, but just that I'm a celebrity and nothing bugs me and everything is curated and the persona is curated and slowly but surely that curated persona, there's a person behind it who has feelings and trauma and cares about things and wants to see other people succeed and has fears. And like if, if people have noticed, especially through the Roxy arc, there a lot of his fears came out. And there are very particular reasons why he has those fears that we're going to be hopefully recording on soon. So there'll be even more layers revealed for people to look at and be like, oh, oh, all of that makes sense now. And I really enjoy those slow burn stories rather than just being like, everything is super relatable. Everything makes sense. Like, I've always enjoyed characters in shows where the more and more you see of them, the deeper and deeper they become. Um... I'm, I'm going to date this exact time we're recording this, but I just finished Edge, Cyberpunk Edge Runners last night, and uh, that's that last episode's a little rough out there for you who haven't seen it yet. If you're really listening to this, it's it's a rough one because they did something pretty similar with another character in that show where they started that character off kind of gruff, and the appearance they gave the character was very like, oh, this is going to be an annoying character, and the more and more you see of that character, the more you just come to your heart just hurts for that character. And it's, it's always interesting to see the discourse around that and watch kind of these revelations happen in real time. Um, my partner, Alex, who has done some voice recording for some of our additional content for uh, RTO, uh, listens to the show as well. And at the beginning, they were very adamant about how much they hated Winston and how poorly Winston treated Olivia. And I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, but it's really interesting to see that evolve. What What is Alex's opinion now, may I ask? Uh, they love Winston now. <laughs> now they're like, oh, what? What's happening? Oh my goodness. Oh, things are very different. That's uh, not what I expected. Yeah, yeah, and I could totally see it. Like, if you see the two of them at the very beginning of the show, you get Winston's curated exterior and Olivia as his manager, and that's what everybody got. And that's super neat. Um... But having listened to the other other interviews recently, I noticed that you hit uh, Mr. JR, who plays Balthazar, with a question, um, and he gave you a very fun answer. So I think I'm going to ask you that same question if you're ready for it. Possibly. I hope it's not one of the questions I have ready for you, but go ahead. It might be one of the... I mean, <laughs> if it's one of the same questions. Yeah. Outside of Winston, who is Olivia's other favorite team member? Because I feel it's weird to be like, clear, like, like that would be weird. That's, that feels like a setup, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a very similar question that I already it was going to be our fun question to end on was oh, aside okay. from Olivia, who does Winston trust the most in our DM? We'll get to both of them. We will. Oh. 
in RTO, we're talking about the core RTO group, correct? We'll, we'll, we'll leave it to the player characters. How about okay. that? Makes sense. Uh, aside from Winston, as annoying as his religious spiels can become, it's probably <laughs> Balthazar just because he has a lot of heart and it's always in the right place. I think Olivia mm. really respects that, especially after uh, the Night Siege episode, which is an episode you'll hear us reference a lot uh, in these recordings, probably, uh, because that was, even as a table, such an impactful uh, session for us to record. Mm -hmm. And especially after seeing him rush in and save those people uh, while the building was falling down, uh, that really cemented, I think, Balthazar as somebody that Olivia can count on mm -hmm. as long as he's not rambling too much <laughs> as long as he's not running his mouth a lot and saying nothing I, I don't know if viewers have noticed but there is a little bit of animosity between balthazar and winston and so there'll be more some role play probably around that for people in the future of the show so that they can they can wait to see how that plays out just a tiny bit mm -hmm. all right what, what question do you have for me because i think i've asked you two or three now so i think it's your turn to hit me with some stuff well, I was going to jump into asking about license level build plants and frames and that sort of thing. But first, now I have to ask you, you know, aside from Olivia, who does Winston trust the most in our Skip. 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 Skip has had the most growth as a character in the show, I think. Um, I, I, as a player, have really come to appreciate Skip. And Winston has really come to appreciate Skip because he feels he can depend on Skip outside of Olivia. He's a little he's a little crazy, but every time he's made a mistake, he's learned from it in character. And he's also become more social and started engaging with people and getting attached to people and like really also investing in the community that they're engaging in. And that has really endeared him to Winston. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't I think Olivia still hangs unfairly onto her early impressions of Skip. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the danger that he put himself and the team in, she's still kind of, I think, hesitant about it. But I find mm -hmm. it really interesting that Winston sees that side of him. Well, I think there's some upcoming stuff that I think, like, it has not been released yet, but I do think there's some stuff that I think, I think Olivia's opinion may have changed a little bit based on some things that happened. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, Skip really has grown the most out of anybody on the show, no. which no. I did not expect. <laughs> No, Unity's done a wonderful job of that, making that character very, very neat and very unique and starting off from like, I hold a, I, I'm, I'm grumpy prison person to like, I'm an artist and I do things and I have feelings and I'm getting attached to these people and I want to keep them safe. And that was really cool to see. Absolutely. And where Balthazar has his wonderful one-liners, uh, Skip really has the most naively cute lines that come out sometimes. <laughs> that just, mm -hmm. aww. Mm -hmm. You're you're you were almost a cinnamon roll. You're you're like four. You're like two to four degrees off from being a cinnamon roll. Absolutely. Thinking especially about the interactions in the recent uh, session that we dubbed at the table as the romance session, uh, but we won't say any more about it than that. But uh, Skip has some really really great moments in that. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But you said you were going to ask around about license level stuff. Yes. So you are. For those who don't know um, about kind of the makeup of the crew, uh, Paul is our resident kit basher. Uh, all of our builds go through Paul. 
Uh, he is the one who knows the most about the Lancer system out of all of us. Uh, so any of the crazy cool combos you see probably were thought up by Paul. So I have questions. Sure. About Winston's kind of current license level build plans uh, and Ooh. what Winston's in-character reasons are for going in that direction. Um, so this is going to sound really interesting. When we sat down, like part of this is is player motivated because when we sat down and everybody talked about what they wanted to play, I had a, I already had some experience in Lancer, so I have played some other builds before, and I realized our team really was lacking on anybody doing controller techie stuff. Um, and then it also kind of fed into the idea that that Winston does all of his own setup for his stream. Like Olivia manages all of the things, guests stuff. But when it comes to like actually setting up the drone and the tech and all that stuff, Winston actually handles that himself. It's one of the few things that, you know, people may have figured out because he's got a lot of high hack score, but he actually manages all of his own tech for his, his stream and his, and, his, and his interactions. So when that kind of came to light, it kind of built on the idea in character that he's probably going to be the techie person. It's a control thing. But on top of that, it was doubled down by the fact that Olivia's... One of Olivia's weaknesses as the as as a as a build in air quotes not as a character but as like the mechanics that make the game work. Um, Olivia does not move very fast. Big sis, uh, every incarnation of Big sis has been a very large kind of slower moving frame. And one of the things that I as a player realized a good way to complement that and then the character also to back up Olivia who is effectively our protector is to make sure that, that Olivia uh, could get wherever she needed to go. So Winston started taking license levels in frames that increased movement, which is how I ended up with the Sun Tzu, which is uh, all about teleporting, which um, probably comes out more as these episodes come out more. You'll you'll see how see how these big 200 IQ teleportation plays start happening. And some of them are quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It, it also just looks neat on a thematic level that Winston's like, I'm a celebrity and I teleport, so get good. Like... I'm too famous for the laws of physics. Yeah. What do you mean you walk somewhere? Learn to teleport. Ugh. I am very thankful for your teleportation uh, with my uh, <laughs> my current build that's coming up after uh, the end of late spring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So there's lots of uh, lot like like yeah. But when it comes to the game, I thoroughly enjoy the kit bashiness of Lancer. The fact that you can make everything from an angel from Evangelion to a Gundam to like the new mechs from the 86 anime. I love some mechanized giant robots and the fact that you can make almost any type of mechanized giant robot in the system is really, really cool. If people have more questions, you can direct them toward Anna and I'll be happy to answer them about Lancer because that I enjoy doing that. Yeah, we'll do a Q&A in the future, uh, but yeah, people can always reach out to us. Uh, if you're on our Patreon, which if you're listening to this anytime soon, you are definitely a patron. Uh, you can always send us a message there. You can stick a message on the bottom of uh, this post if you have any questions for our resident kit basher, and we will uh, get that back to you in a timely manner. Uh, we will have a community Discord soon-ish. Uh, we've run into some problems with it uh, that are being being <laughs> fixed, uh, and it'll be out in the future. Uh, but the first place where you see it will be here on Patreon. Uh, so that's uh, something else to keep an eye out for. But yeah, I'm. I know I'm very thankful uh, for <laughs> your help because I have a lot of ideas with the directions I want to go in with Olivia and her Mac. Uh, she always help 
Well, thank you. Kind of focus me in. Yeah. yeah. And I know all of the players are very thankful because um, some of us are somewhat experienced in Lancers, some not at all. And then, of course, you help our guests who often come in with no experience whatsoever with the system. And this is a difficult system to jump in and perform if you've never even looked at the rulebook before. It It's a system that has a very low barrier of entry. You understand that you're playing a giant robot, but a super high ceiling of what does my giant robot do and how does it do it? is is a really good way to describe the Lancer system, I feel. Well, since you asked me about Winston's motivation for frames, I feel it's only fair that I ask you, what are Olivia's in-character motivations for the frame that she pilots? Yeah, she uh, she started off with the Sagarmatha, and she is going full tilt into the Tortuga um, in the next license level. Uh, she just wants to protect everyone, I think after our first couple combats, and especially uh, the combat with the Regret, I think she has realized that the best way she can do that is by if they're shooting at her, they're not shooting at everyone else. Mm. Uh, so she's very much building into these very large, very armored frames uh, with lots of HP uh, so mm. she can stand up there and take the hits and just kind of be the point of control on the front line that lets our melee fighters like Skip, who sometimes gets in over his head, uh, to kind of retreat back behind her if needed. Um, same, I shouldn't just call out Skip, Balthazar does it as well. Uh, Skip, is, Skip has gotten real mobile as of late, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna move 46 spaces. <laughs> Absolutely, and it plays so well with the teleportation. Uh, as people will eventually see. But yeah, Olivia just wants to protect people. And right now, the best way for her to do that is to get shot at instead of them, uh, which is something we saw during the Siege of Evergreen. Um, as soon as everyone got in their frame, she lit hers up and immediately started taking the missile fire. Um, that's just kind of where she is right now. No, that makes That makes all sorts of sense. It is, we do have, we do have some big beefy frames now that people will be seeing pretty soon here. That'll be fun for everyone. Absolutely. But yeah, no, the, the strategy of uh, I'm going to get shot so nobody else gets shot is the classic defender strategy. Mm-hmm. Yep, the classic tank. Self-sacrificing. I'm sure there's nothing to read into there. Uh, Olivia's fine. Why are you asking? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there are escape plans now. Now we get Olivia out of places when things like that happen. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that fight with the regret was terrifying. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear, but fight with the regret, only one of the two of us in this chat got their frame destroyed, and it wasn't Olivia. And that's only because we switched places for a round, otherwise I would have. I took so much damage. <laughs> but we, we got her out of there. Made it safe. Yeah, it was a success. So Success. I always end these on a lighter mm -hmm. question. Yours isn't quite as light as everyone else's has been. But if Winston hadn't become a streamer, if those stars did not align, what would he have done instead? We've heard Olivia talk about she would have been a mechanic, probably taking over her father's shop. What would Winston have done? Probably been an obscure nobody. Like, he probably would have ended up in some sort of 9 to 5 corpo office job if he had not become famous. If he had not parlayed his childhood uh, childhood acting into streaming and in, or into acting into streaming into his celebrity status, and that would have been quite a different life for the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super probably a super nobody mundane cat. Because I don't I don't see Winston 
given the way Winston would have changed Winston's life, he probably just would have ended up some normal nine to five working somewhere, probably for like SSC, just so we could get that company discount to get a luxury car <laughs> and been chasing the wage slave lifestyle. Yeah. Life wouldn't have been quite as glamorous as it is for the two of them now, but they wouldn't be getting shot at daily, which would be an upgrade somewhat. Kinda, but they wouldn't be helping as many people. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, I think that's I think that's an important thing. And there wouldn't be hologram reproductions of Winston all over the galaxy. <laughs> which is something we've only made mention once or twice to in the show, which I feel makes start coming up more, maybe. Absolutely. Especially uh, once we finish up the Hersinia arc, the uh, No Room for a Wildflower arc. And RTO goes out into space to do whatever we choose to do after this. Uh, it will be interesting to see for all of RTO to see just how famous Winston is, because I think we lose a lot of that here on the kind of backwater planet that is Hersinia. Mm -hmm. I think that could be a fun exchange for everybody. I, 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 I wonder how Travis will respond. I was just thinking that Travis's response to seeing your face on a giant space billboard, because those are things, right? I put space before it, so that, that it's automatically canon. Uh, just this giant space billboard with Winston's face. Mm-hmm. Promoting something, yep. Yeah, out of everybody, I think it'll, it'll mess with Travis the most and skip the least. <laughs> Probably. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is all the questions I have for you. Was there anything else you had for me? Hmm. Oh, I, I, I think I might get deep here real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If Olivia could change one thing about their interactions on Arsenia, what would it be? Not like the interactions between them, but the interactions of the team on Arsenia, what would it be? Like a, a single interaction? Just one thing. Like, well, you can butterfly effect off of it if you want, but like, just if they could change one thing, what would it be? I think so far, the one thing that she would have done differently, she would have talked to Megan. Mm. So if you are caught up on the episodes, you will know what that means. Um, mm -hmm. It's very vague what happened between the two of them. Megan's final words, uh, thanks to Balthazar, was an apology to Olivia. But yeah, if she could have done something differently, I think she would have talked to Megan. She had plenty of opportunities, uh, but never actually sat down and talked to her. Legit. And Megan, interesting enough, is, is, a, is an NPC that tied into a lot of our group. Absolutely. Like a lot, a lot of our group. I feel that there's almost, there's almost a, an episode in that talking about that NPC and how that NPC is real pivotal to the backstory of the group. Yeah, tied in so much. Uh, everybody has a tie in some way. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious in the episode, but Olivia's tie, um, or at least from context clues, but Olivia's tie was very romantic in nature with Megan. Uh, one of her less successful attempts to move on from Winston's sister in the, uh, the previous decade. But was the reason that she was able to connect with Landmark Colonial and eventually uh, get her and Winston put into this group. So it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Hey, even Winston had a tie to, to, to Megan. Yeah. She was the one that like pointed out that he had skills to actually be a Lancer pilot rather than just a celebrity. Absolutely. She was, she's pivotal for all of the team being together, her and Care both. I mean, Care and I have a long storied rivalry that, <laughs> you know, we haven't made reference to in several sessions. That you two are kind of growing out of, kind of. Yep. Kind of. Yep. 
<laughs> mostly. It's not it's not as deep as it once was because <laughs> I did save his life in the first episode of the show or second one. First or second episode when we crash land. That is true. It's hard to stay mad at people who save your life from what I hear. That is true. We have all become much closer. Saved each other's lives or protected each other or fought for each other. And that has made us a closer knit group, regardless of personal feelings mm-hmm. towards each other and their possible knife oh, yeah. collections. <laughs> I won't reveal anything. We just we, we did some stuff recently and I'm I, I feel for Travis to a degree, but yes, the knife collection. <laughs> will forever be a joke amongst the cast. Uh I think it will be. I think it'll forever be one of those moments where we're just like, put knife collection. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that is everything I had. We've run extra long for this session, uh, which is fine since it was the two of us talking. Uh, I can't, it was can't really down. interview myself mm-hmm. for Olivia, so this uh, this works out well. I mean, you could, but it would be really awkward. It'd be very like Colbert Report esque. I could do voices. I mean, I could do. I could just do different <laughs> voices. <laughs> I think this worked out a little bit better because I don't know if you would have asked yourself such hard-hitting that questions. That is true. I would have softballed all the questions in a weird, weird newscaster's voice uh, and then answered <laughs> them in Olivia's voice. It would it would have been fine. Why is Olivia the best character on RTO? Well. Mm-hmm. It would have been great. No, no. But yeah, that is everything I had. So thank you so much for taking this time out of your night to record with me. It's always wonderful to sit and talk with you. Not a problem. Anytime. We bid you all good night. Good night. And adieu.